Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult Series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. It's been a long week. Today, your Friday afternoon session begins with Jennifer, a 48-year-old woman who has five visits in the last year. Her visits always begin with a long list, sometimes of seven to 10 items. Some of them are recurrent, and she leaves never satisfied. As you're about to enter the room, you wonder, how can I get the most out of this patient interaction and still feel good about seeing Jennifer today? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Jill Terrian, Associate Professor and Director of the Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School's Graduate School of Nursing. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Frank. So Jennifer is in my practice all the time. It sounds like she's someone you see fairly frequently as well. I sometimes have that feeling of, oh goodness, here we go again. What do we know? What what are why does it seem that there's so much more to do for patients uh, with less and less time? There are a few things that we know. Patients come in with more expectations. We have less time because we have to work under certain metrics. We have to collect information on electronic medical record, which can be distracting. We seem to have more medications, uh, more testing, and there's a lot to be done usually you know, packaged in a really small window of time. You're, you're absolutely right. I think before we had occasionally patients come in who are for a blood pressure check, and now patients come in, like Jennifer, with, with a long list of issues. Um, so you, you, you raised this wonderful paper. How did this paper try to evaluate um, best practices in dealing with patient interactions? It came out of satisfaction, number one, both on the patient side and the provider side. People are unsatisfied on both ends. So it took a deep dive and looked at the literature on you know, interpersonal interactions and communication. They then looked at providers and patients in an interview and recorded them, examined the themes that came out of that. They came out with 31 practices overall from this information. They then did what's called the Delphi method, which is a reliable and valid methodology to quantify expert opinion. And it's a very involved process, but it basically came down to five practices that could be used to improve the connection with patients at their visits. Great, okay, so this complicated method took uh, a very scientific approach to identifying uh, key methods we can use Um, What were those five key points that they made? Prepare before you go into the room. Listen intently to the patient. Find out what is the most important thing they are there for. Connect with the patient and explore the cues that the patient offers to help find out, is there a hidden agenda? All right, well, those are are good points. Um, Let's take Jennifer as an example. How might you take these five points and apply them to Jennifer? Looking at Jennifer... I have a relationship with her. This is like this this is her fifth visit this year. She's young, she's 48, and she comes in with these lists. So, I would advise myself doing is to be mindful that I'm a little bit irritated possibly. I'm tired, it's the end of my day. I want to take a deep breath, center myself. 
look at what she came in for, and possibly refresh my memory with her information so that I'm on top of things before I get into the room. I agree completely. I think it takes, we should all review patients' previous visits because there's so much that goes on between the visits, and when you're processing the visit, you're sometimes overwhelmed with information. So great, prepare before you go in to see her. Now I'm in the room. All right. And I wanna hear from her why she's here today, what's most important to her. There's been a previous study done where it says if you let the patient talk for two minutes, you've probably gotten most of the information about why they're there. Two minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have a time clicking off in your head, you can get a little bit anxious yourself. But I'm gonna listen to her. I'm then gonna ask her what is tops on her list today that we can deal with. And I'm most interested in trying to pay focus on her not turn my back and put my information into the electronic health record. And I also want to look at her and see how are her emotional cues? How is she answering me? What's her facial expression? Are we connected in this? Are we connected in this interaction? Am I making a difference with her? Because I'm thinking I'm missing something. If she keeps coming back and I haven't solved what's going on, am I missing anxiety? Am I missing depression? Am I possibly missing abuse? It takes time to have a trusted and respectful relationship with a patient. You want it to be good. You want it to be also efficient so that you can get her back out into her life. I, I, I think that when we have patients with many complaints, many somatic complaints in particular, we have to broaden our differential to not just think of rheumatologic diseases or, or, or cardiovascular disease. We, we really need to be very focused on the patient. And I, and I love your discussion of, of uh, following patient cues. I, I've had the patient eye roll or I've had the patient look away when I've asked sensitive questions. And because of time or because of my own overwhelmed sense. I, I didn't always follow up on it. So I like these five points. I think preparing before you go into the room, be very focused. I love thinking don't do anything but just listen for two minutes. Ask the patient what's most important to them. Um, revisit especially some of the non-clinician based information. How's your family? How is work? Etc. And then follow up on those emotional cues. I, I think those are five points that I'd, I'd like to further incorporate into my care and be a better teacher of when I have students uh, or, or residents working with me. And we want to be satisfied with our patient care and we want our patients to be satisfied with the care they get. It's so important. So I think this, this is a good solution to a very common issue that we see every day. Jill, thank you so much. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Primary care is challenging. Utilizing five tools within your visits can help improve patient satisfaction, your clinical practice satisfaction, and improve empathy throughout the visit. Join us next time when we talk about the role of corticosteroid injections for plantar fasciitis. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.